Reading reviews and share with your friends. Today's episode is with Mike Kogina. Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. And today's show is recorded in Austin's RV at Willow Springs after a busy day on track. Uh, and uh, it is with Mike Kojima, a uh, kind of a legend in the sport compact and import uh, community. Uh, you may know him from Sport Compact Car, the uh, illustrious magazine, best import magazine of all time. Uh, you may know him from his engineering efforts and crew chief efforts uh, with drift cars and race cars. Uh, he works with Dai Yoshihara currently. And has for many years. And uh, you may also know him from MotoIQ.com. Uh, and MotoIQ.com and uh, Slip Angle um, have kind of a lot of similarities. And we are going to be working together soon. You will see uh, releases of Slip Angle to their audience soon uh, via articles on the website. So um, the only thing that might change for regular listeners of Slip Angle is the release date. Um, we're looking at a Wednesday release instead of a Friday to fit better with their editorial schedule. So that change will probably be coming up soon and hopefully look for some more editorial content from us. So uh, if uh, if you were out at our Gridlife Streets of Willow event, the Streets special, we really appreciate it. Had a lot of drivers and spectators come out there, kind of an unexpected amount of drivers, and it was a very busy day. Uh, we recorded this right after that and uh, even had a bunch of our Midwest driver friends fly all the way out from Michigan uh, and other areas to uh, to drive and uh, and have a good time. So really fun event. Uh, look for some coverage of that on, uh, on a bunch of different places. So a very, very cool event. We hope to go back to the facility soon in uh, in a larger way. Uh, really, really great experience. We had, a, we had a great time going west for the first time. So we appreciate the support and help from anybody that was out there. Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. And I'm in your RV, Austin. What's happening? You are. Man? What's going on, Adam Jabay? This is the first weekend I've ever been in this RV, and it's awesome. It is. It's, it's finally time I <laughs> return so the good. favor. It's so good. It's so good. It's a little bit more compact than Rad V, but the floor plan works really, really well. I think really it's well. got more interior room than my old RV. Yeah. But, uh, we are in your RV. At Streets of Willow. We you guys made it to California. You and Abe Schmucker is here so, as well. Abe? Hey, guys. Producer Abe. Producer He's Abe. Here. And we have uh, Mike Kojima. From, uh, he hails from all kinds of things. Yeah, all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Eat that mic, Mike. Get that thing in your face. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, like that. All right. Um, it, it just looks kind of phallic. So, it does. You know, bit. like when you're kind of... I think it looks oh, don't delicious. be self-conscious around here. We've been doing this for years and years. Yeah, I think it's delicious. We could get some interesting-looking covers for the mics. That'd be. That'd I don't be know if that's funny. a good idea, Austin. We could shave these ones in interesting shape. I think that one might actually be the one that uh, that James Houghton put in his mouth at yeah. uh, Gridlife South. So <laughs> congratulations, I, Mike. No, I think oh, I, I've been, I I've been near one. his mouth before. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, Mike, you came out to our little event here, the Gridlife. Uh, what do we call this? Street, street special? special. Street special. It's Streets of Willow. Yes. Uh, you came out to our little event, and hung out today. Um, how was your nice cold day <laughs> it was it was really fun other than being really cold it was a little chilly mike's been waiting around all day for us to be able to have time to record this yes. podcast i thought we we all thought we were going to have time at some point during the day it was a bang bang, bang did bang. not happen so yeah, mike apologies yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, you did get uh, Mike did get on the 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 announcing, which will be part of. I mean, it might even be part of the podcast. Uh, we might even steal some of that for the podcast. Yeah, we might um, clip that out. Yeah, I did a few interviews. Uh, you guys, you and Tom McGorman did an awesome job interviewing Austin. Yeah, people I, would just like people would just walk it in, was so cool. and I'd be like, "Yo, Jackie, yo, Sally, Mike." It was great to listen to. Yeah, um, so it was it was a bunch of fun uh, today. Yeah, uh, really good uh, good turnout. The uh, and and the, the drivers out here were super clean. Yeah, super clean. Yeah, it was uh, it was really really interesting. Now, yeah. Mike, you've seen the bracket battles before when you were at Gridlife Midwest Festival. Uh, it's obviously the first time that it's been run on the West Coast. What what did you think of the showing today? Oh, it was really great. I mean, everybody drove really well. Um, what I thought was really cool is we had all different kinds of cars here, and um, it didn't seem like one particular car had a big advantage. I mean, you had front wheel drive, all wheel drive, rear wheel drive. Uh, all running together and just different engine displacements and everything. And yeah, times it, are very close here. Yeah, really close. it was pretty awesome. And that's one thing that I've said on the show multiple times. You know, A, the classing is really working um, that you and Abe have Definitely. developed for track battle. And I think this track for the West Coast is actually a really good place to showcase it because it really doesn't favor, you know, horsepower yeah, or handling. It, it has a well, little bit of what everything. What I thought was kind of amazing by the end of the day, uh, I wouldn't have expected an NAS 2000 to come out on top in street modified class. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just with really consistent performance, yeah. he was able to come out with a win. And in uh, and a, and a naturally aspirated Miata won FTD, right? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. But it's a V6. But man, it was uh, fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Really, uh, really, really, really good driving, though. Yeah, like, really good. Everybody drove so clean, and I was very. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have any major incidents. <laughs> no. Thought we Nothing were going to get close like a couple times, either. No, yeah, no. Uh, the the GTR in Unlimited did. He went out for hardship lap, and he did lose the engine. Yeah, that was the major. Oh uh, no, yeah, that is hardship. Yeah. That sounds That's like a, hardship yeah. to me. Yeah. He, at least it didn't happen in a battle. You yeah. Know, oh man. Potentially, uh, you know, potentially in a much faster environment. He was out there checking the car out. Yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, really, really good day. I, I loved it. So Mike, so, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about the event yeah, later I was gonna on. Yeah, say but, Mike uh, came here. Let's yeah. talk to him about motorbike. So IQ, you and I like have wanted that. to have Mike Kojima on the show yeah. before we even recorded our first episode. Yeah, we he, you were one of the people we talked about because Austin and I were such big fans of Sport Compact Car. Um, Not Moto and, IQ. And, uh, well, well, we're fans of Moto IQ <laughs> now, like, but back in the day, like when we were in like, our formative years, when we were driving like our hand-me-down vehicles from our parents, <laughs> yeah, they, they, like the hand-me-down first vehicles and stuff, like mo- uh, sport compact cars, like kind of what drove us into uh, this kind of lifestyle. And you were part of that. Yeah, and I'm then, really sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and, yeah, well, uh, then Moto IQ kind of sprouted out of that with a lot of awesome writers and yeah. a lot of uh, really cool articles, and it's. Uh, yeah, what uh, what's what's going on with Moto IQ? How did that whole how did that all start, and where has it been, and where is it going to go? Actually, it's I want to back up even further. All right, than that. fine. I want to know how Mike Kojima got into cars. Yeah, that's actually probably better 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 place to start. Yeah, let's start let's start at the beginning, or at least as far back as you can remember. Some of it you may have blocked from memory. Uh, well, I guess my dad always worked on stuff, so when the car broke, he fixed it, and uh, so. I don't know. I was always out there tinkering on stuff and fixing things when, when, with my dad, I guess, when I was really little. So, What was the first car you wrenched on? Uh, my dad had like a, I want to say it was a 62 Mercury Coupe. Okay. And that thing used to break all the time. And I don't know. I used to help him. And I guess that's what I started on. Yeah. I mean, I was really little. Like, I can barely remember. Maybe Doing like, points on the distributor or something? Or what? Um, <laughs> What was your first Trying memory? to take the lug nuts off with yeah. a freaking hammer. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think like it was mostly bending over the hood with my dad, pretending I was doing something. Of course, um, of course. Uh, I can barely remember. I think I was maybe three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I guess uh, I always liked to take things apart when I was a little kid, and I used to wreck things around the house. I'd take them apart, couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to put them back together, and my parents would get really mad. That's such like a, a really common theme, such a common theme. <laughs> among car guys. Every, every car guy is like, man, you thought, so I took apart my mom's washing machine, and like, man, that never worked again. <laughs> <laughs> my thing was my parents had a really expensive uh, table clock. Yeah. You know, with the kind with the weights. Oh, the yeah, like yeah. a real expensive one, yeah. So I go, oh, sweet. So I took it all apart and <laughs> didn't even get close to putting that back together. But you saw the shiny gears. Yeah. I, I got yeah. smacked pretty good. So <laughs> would you say it was a bad time? Oh, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, saw that one coming. Well, I saw that one coming like 30 seconds earlier. He talks about a clock. Austin's going to bring up My eyes, like, twitch a little bit in excitement. That's right. It's kind of like speak a feel injection. Right? Yeah. It's about yeah. the same as a clock. <laughs> yeah, and that, uh, it's similar to uh, to old school mechanical fuel injection is uh, the the mysteries of the internal uh, clock, <laughs> or how to build a computer with parts. Yeah, I I I don't know. I I pay people to even play with computers now. It's not something that I want to play with. Uh, but I I can't imagine taking apart a clock when you're a kid and getting it back together. But it's a fun thing to take apart. My daughter, she's four. She stares. We have a grandfather clock with the same weights and all that stuff, and it's 70 years old. She stares at the inside guts of that thing, and you can see that she wants to take it apart. So maybe <laughs> I'll have a racer on my hands someday. But. So so obviously growing up kind of like helping your dad out um, you know, was a thing. But where, where did you start kind of working on your own cars? You know, what was your own first, like your first vehicle that you had that was yours that you – Modify because that was back before modifying any sort of sport compact was really kind of a thing. I think when I was really little, I, I think I saw on, on any Sunday or something or something like that. Okay. And uh, they had a thing where they did ice racing with, with spikes on the tires, and that really impressed me. And I, I don't think I could ride a bike yet, I had a tricycle, so I pounded a bunch of nails <laughs> in my <laughs> tricycle's tires and was tearing. We had this kind of like hill in our backyard, and I was hauling ass and going really fast. Uh, and it probably it, wasn't icy either. Was no, it? but it was like all grass, <laughs> okay. so you could get really good grip with the spikes, and then the the, oh, we, the wheels folded up. That's what you needed to do. You need to get Emma to aerate the yard I, by creating her a tricycle. We need to develop that idea. and sell it. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's good exercise, too. Maybe yeah. you should sleep better. I got in <laughs> trouble for that, too. <laughs> sounds, sounds like getting in trouble uh, led you down this path. Uh, what, what? Well, he's still getting in trouble, <laughs> yeah. too. No, you know, like, uh, my dad always wanted me to help him so I could learn how to be mechanical when I was really yeah. little. Yeah. And then at a certain point, uh, when I started modifying everything, like from my bicycle, the tricycle was probably the first thing I can yep. remember modifying. Then it was my bicycle. And then my dad started to get mad at me, and he would say... You know, there was a lot of engineers at this company that designed that. Do you, do you think you're alone. smarter than them? Yeah. You need to leave things alone. <laughs> I heard just the same that's line where that, it started. Yeah, I heard the same line. It's it's either like you you get into it because of your parents, and then they don't want you to do it, so it's even more attractive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or they're or they're like whole hog into it, and they like pay for your hobby. It's yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, once once you start going down that road, it's not a lot of turning back. But what was your first car that you drove? Like when you got your license, what was the thing? Uh, I had a. God, like my cousin was going to school and she was from Hawaii. And when she graduated and moved back, she had a B210 okay. Datsun. 
That was like the worst car in the world. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, like a '78, '79, somewhere in there. Something, and it yeah. had like an automatic transmission, and it was that was the worst car in the world. <laughs> like literally, I like like the lines of those cars a little, but no, it was super ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're rad. You, you could never get laid in that. No, no. And I, I have other issues that cause me to not get laid. But it's, uh... I think we all do. But... <laughs> You're too much time in the garage. It, it it was literally I could beat it with my bicycle. Yeah, not a fast car. And then um, about the same time, my mom got some car, I forget, and then, but she had a 68 Mustang mm-hmm. with a 289. That's cool. And um, my parents used to let me tinker on it before I got my license. And, uh, you know, I did all these weird things, like took off the hubcaps yeah. and, and painted the steel wheels black. Uh, went to Pet Boys, got these clamps, and lowered it. <laughs> All the spring oh, clamps? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> then I flipped my air cleaner lid upside down. Yeah. Got to make that, that, that rasping well, it's, it's good to know that Mike Kojima has similar beginnings to uh, to most yeah, of us when it comes my, to car modification. One of my first <laughs> mods was like going to my buddy's dad's shop, and he's like, what are we going to do today? We're going to get out the acetylene torch. We're going to lower this car, and we're just going <laughs> to heat those springs until it sags. <laughs> At least you heated the springs and didn't clamp them. Yeah, I don't know. if the clamps, clamps sound easier. Maybe not as safe, but... Hit a big pothole, and all of a sudden, the car's three inches higher. <laughs> I cut a hole in the muffler so to to get so rid of the louder. back pressure. Well, of course you did. Yeah. I read about this in a magazine. Yeah, from humble beginnings, we all come. But read about this in popular mechanics. Yeah, the the uh, the, the wallet gets emptied, but but first you have to like ruin a bunch of hole saws and sawzall bits uh, blades. <laughs> What uh, what got you into racing and uh, and like set, sent you down the you know the being what got you into the legit card mods before you started after you after you flipped over the air cleaners? Uh, well, well, you know, like how most boys are good at sports yeah. or maybe a percentage of them, and yeah. the rest of the boys try to be. Yeah, I was always in the bottom percentage yeah. of uh, that kind of thing. So like, I was always last to be picked on teams and all that, and. Uh, but what I found out is I could ride a bicycle better than, than anybody else, yeah. and I could ride a skateboard better. Another, it's so many car, yeah. yeah, so many car guys are skaters or uh, BMX bikers or mountain bikers. So many of them, and unbelievable I, amount. Of them. I guess like I, I figured out that I was better with uh, wheel things yeah. and you know ball things, and then so I started racing BMX. And, nice. Uh, what year would that have been, roughly? Uh, shoot, in the early seventies. Oh I guess. yeah. So like when we watched Chips. From the seventies, and they're at the BMX track. Like it was probably a track that you raced at. Uh, probably. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, nice. I started racing BMX. Do you, did you guys? Do you guys like BMX? Yeah. Bikes? Oh yeah. Austin raced. Yeah, I, I raced. And yeah. I, I did uh, trails and skate parks, and I got enough concussions for all. So of you know what a Webco is, right? Yeah. It's like the first purpose-built BMX frame. Mm-hmm. So I used to do BMX when you used to modify a Stingray before they had yeah. Webcos. That's how old so I like am. So like the the originators of it, yeah. where you, you take so just cool. a regular standard bike and modify it. Or and that's you, when your dad was yelling at you back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Because the engineers were better. Do Do you remember on Stingray any engineers. Sunday in the beginning they had all those kids on oh, bicycles? Oh, going off the ramps. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah. kid does a cross up in yeah. the beginning. Well. Yeah, me and my friends saw that. We thought it was the most crazy thing in the world. So mm-hmm. we're getting like our Schwins and cutting the loops off the seat and, um, you know, putting number plates on and trying to jump everything. And nice, so nice. I think on any Sunday and Evil Knievel were probably responsible. Oh, in the movie The Green Berets, mm-hmm. that was all responsible for mauling more little kids than anything else in this country. Yeah. So um, it is. it is just really interesting how... There's a lot of parallels so in a lot of car guys' lives. Yeah. Guys. yeah. 
So so from there, from you know, from getting into BMX, um, you know, and then into cars, where did you well, really it was get motocross into motocross after that? Oh, you that. did motocross after that? Yeah, I used to race oh, okay. one twenty five juniors and nice. stuff. Nice little two stroke one twenty fives. Yeah. Nice. Y Z Y Z one twenty five D. Okay. I had. Nice. Yeah, that all that stuff was like huge back in in Southern California back then, yeah, wasn't what, it? What uh, what part of where did you grow up actually? In Gardena, okay, kind of by where the Moto IQ office is yeah. now. I mean, yeah. I, I probably grew up about three blocks away yeah. from there. So did like the Moto IQ office now? You know, I've been there, but what was it when you were growing up? Do you remember it? Like, do you remember going by and being like, "Oh, that's cool"? You know, like I'm so old that I can remember before. Before it was even there. Well, the the you know the Quonset hut that's yeah. in the back. Yeah, where that the dinos there. at. Yeah, and um, it used to be a big dairy. Oh, really? And I used to like ride my bike down the dirt road and uh, look at the milking machines because I thought that was pretty bitching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still those tubes. It, it was yeah. all mechanical yeah. and stuff, so I, I thought that was cool. And then. Um, so the dairy went away, and they started to build like uh, you know all that those job shops and stuff. That Industrial are kind parts. of there now, yeah. And they built that shitty building that's the Moto IQ building, <laughs> and American Racing used to have a little factory, like American where, Racing wheels. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's some interesting heritage. And you know those uh, shitty fake centerline steel wheels that yeah. look like centerlines. So if you yeah. couldn't afford yeah, centerlines, like you yeah. bought Actually, them. I had a set of those on my Jeep Wrangler yeah, when I was in high school. With the fake two-piece look? <laughs> yeah. Well, they used to make those in the Moto IQ building. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It was a little factory. And, um, uh, yeah, so that's the history of the Moto IQ building, as okay. I remember. Now, when when did you start getting into... I know you had, like, eight sixes and stuff back originally in the 80s, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, an article that you had written, or maybe it was a Facebook post, but then, you had, like, a red and black one, didn't you? Uh, it was, like, a... Yeah, red and black, yeah. and they had this HP book and how to modify your Toyota, and it was in there, and uh, I used to work at TRD at the time, okay. and... Was that like your first main like tuner car that you had, or did you have something before that? Oh, uh, I used to. I built the Mustang actually. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty fast. Your like parents' I, Mustang. Yeah, I nice. wanted to make it like one of those Trans Am yeah. cars of the era. So it it actually ended up being cool. It had like cool. Global West suspension, and I the first built engine I built was the two eighty nine. Yeah, and. I built that pretty good, and I think it was like a mid-12-second car oh, wow. or something. That's and really fast for a small block. Yeah. Especially back then. Um, yeah. And I guess the first uh, import car I built was like a uh, 510. I helped my friend build it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was like two a Two-door, four-door uh, wagon? Two-door. Okay. Yeah. We got a uh, L20B. and I mean, we did all kinds of things to like wreck things but then we eventually ended up doing an l20b yeah and nice. uh, we, we we put way too much compression in it was like 13 to 1 oh really carbureted uh, yeah yeah like dual foreign webbers or something oh mccoonies okay nice yeah and that thing was it blew up because it was detonating all the time at 13 <laughs> to 1 and, but, you, know, you gotta play with timing and you probably didn't know too much about that did you uh we didn't realize how bad yeah. detonation was yeah it's really bad for business <laughs> That's yeah. super bad. That's, for that's how you learn. But that's how you learn, right? Yep. Yeah, my first turbo car, we didn't know how to pull timing. Whoops. It lasted a long time, but not that long. <laughs> this thing actually lasted about six months. That's pretty it was, good. It was beating everybody at the street races yeah. for a while. Nice. Detonating all the way yeah. and running what Did, did those cars have a lot of respect back then? Like, you know, the 510s and stuff like that. Was that a big tuner car back uh, well, then or like not really? The Gardena, L.A. area, there was a lot of Asian people living okay. there. And 
So that culture was all about like, like emula- five tens, RX twos, RX threes, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, Corollas. Um, Emulating you know, all the Asian tuners at the time, or, right? or actually like you know the the old under two point five liter Trans Am class. Everybody mm-hmm. was emulating the BRE cars mm-hmm. and the SCCA cars. Yeah, and then uh, going to Mulholland Drive or PV Drive East, and uh, I guess you know like the drag racing uh, was kind of a thing too. But you kind of built a car that was all around. At that, least me and my friends yeah. did. You'd run up the mountains and... Uh, then go to yeah. Compton and Maine and try yeah. to win some money so you can go <laughs> eat at, uh, at, at Caro's. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, as, as Abe and I were driving up the, uh, the hills in Malibu the other day in the rain, I was like, man... These hills have been here forever. This must have been so rad before all these people were here. Yeah, like before all the houses and everything. <laughs> I'm sure there are tons of houses. But, well, uh, the, the Mulholland racing scene was huge legit back in the too, day. Yeah, and and sort of scary. Oh uh, yeah, like probably somebody would crash pretty bad yeah. like every every weekend. Yeah. Just like send it off the cliff. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, some, there's some wild Porsche stories. Like the, some of the fastest guys, and I've read some of some uh, some stories online. But uh, like it, it, it like legendary stuff. Uh, Real, and tons of stories about five tens, yeah, two uh, forties. Uh, it, it really cool. Really it was cool. a lot of fun. Like um, of all my friends, I was the fastest guy, and, yeah, which probably really wasn't that fast. But <laughs> I mean, like you get your remember. I don't. You guys are way too young, but they BF Goodrich made radial TAs. Oh yeah, they still oh, make yeah, them, they still actually. make them. Yeah, uh, but these were like I guess really like the first low profile yeah. uh, street tires uh, with that really aggressive fitment that you can buy on the market really yeah. i mean this is before the pirelli yep or the uniroyal tiger paws yeah I, i've been reading I hot rods <laughs> hot rod magazine since i was like i don't know eight but uh it and we're anything anything that we can read about the cool the cooler eras we've probably read about it and that's a cooler era <laughs> Well, you know, and the thing, I was, I guess, one of the only guys that really tinkered with suspension a lot. Okay. And most guys just lowered their cars and got... Yeah, they were using the, the compressors for the yeah. spring still. Or the or <laughs> the <laughs> oxyacetylene torch. Well, they are getting more sophisticated. By then, yeah. you could buy springs, and okay. then uh, everybody would get Coney shocks, because that was, like, probably the only performance shock yeah. you can get. I can and... see, like, the old-school Coney logo in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. And they were, like, red, and yeah. they had the old-school logo, and... <laughs> The black knob. Uh, no, they didn't even have. Oh, knobs. they didn't even have knobs. You'd back have then. to like take the shock out, like press the yeah, shaft, twist and it. turn it. Oh yeah, man, that's turn it afterwards. Totally yeah. Man, yeah. And my first set of Coney yellows. It was a full compression adjustable one, and uh, I, I, it, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And like, there's very little info on the internet. It's 13 years ago, and, and yeah, push it all the way down and figure out, turn it, a little, take the whole suspension apart to adjust it. But I mean, I, I, I kind of think I was the only one doing like alignment okay. and. Uh, Experimenting with negative camber okay. and uh, you, you know even getting sway bars and stuff. I yeah. mean everything was super crude. The uh, what what brought you to racetracks? Um, <sighs> what was I, your first form of racing? Because it seems like you back then you were kind of doing everything. Uh, like kind of like I, I think when I was at TRD, I thought maybe I better start doing real stuff. Yeah, and be more professional. Yeah. So I started doing autocross, and okay. I sucked balls at it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and autocross was, um, I don't know, I, I, I could never do that. I, I still can't it's do that. It's a little it. hard. It takes a special talent, yeah. It, yeah, it's, to me it's like boring sitting around and wait. And then you, there is waiting. 
and then you go for like a few seconds and you're done. And then you got to run and pick cones up. It's kind of like sex. (laughs) (laughs) That's a t-shirt. A lot of sitting around and waiting. Autocross. It's kind of like sex. Mike Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) Sit around waiting. It's over in a few seconds. Yeah. So much waiting. Yeah. But. Yeah, I I didn't like that, and then I did my first track day with Alpha Club. Okay, and man, that was fun to actually drive on the real racetrack. What was your first track? Uh, Riverside. Oh, cool. And yeah, I I got super hooked. Yeah. So it's Alpha Club and get my SCCA regional license okay. and national license and what's it's uh, all downhill from there. How many years did you uh, did you race? You did a lot of wheel to wheel or um. I think I raced SCCA for maybe three years okay. or something, and then like the politics was really getting annoying. What and, car and what class were you racing? Back uh, then? I was racing a Celica and ITB, okay, yeah. um, an A eighty six and um, an ITA. Yeah, and um, I, I drove an MR two and SS. I think it was SSA. Oh, like one of the first MR twos. Yeah, first, yeah. showroom stock. And then I was driving a uh, third gen Supra and in. SSGT sometimes okay, like my okay. different friends cars were, were all these cars like were they all TRD cars or were the cars that you owned there were TR, TRD customers okay and then a lot of times they'd say you might get drive our car for us or nice. something and not a bad place to be yeah yeah and I was I was pretty okay I guess yeah and uh but then I I uh, you know I was doing by then I had graduated from college and I TRD maybe from an intern to an engineer, and I was in charge of their grassroots motorsports and um, street parts development. Okay. So I did a lot of SCCA race support. Um, you know, I was at the runoffs every year. Yeah. Um, were you? Are we out there when the runoffs were in Riverside? Uh, no, I'm not okay. that old. Yeah, but I was gonna say that was like the '60s. <laughs> and then Road I Atlanta. I don't know yeah, if the runoffs were Road Atlanta yeah. for a long time. Yeah, long time. Through the early '80s, I, I was there. Okay. And um, you know, like it was all real fun. Like sometimes doing like the off-road race support too with yeah. Ivan Stewart and those guys. But oh, wow. um, you know, being a young man and being an engineer and being a nerd, like. Uh, I don't think I ever went on a date through my early, <laughs> my early 20s. And I was starting to think, you know, like I was always at the track or something. And I yeah. said, I want to try to have a normal life to see how that is. Okay. So I got a job at Nissan as a corporate engineer so I could have a 9 to 5 and yeah. then have a normal social life. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I got out of racing. Plus, I was wasting too much money on racing, yeah, I felt. Yeah, you make it all and you spend it all. Yeah, and I felt like I needed to buy a house and to start getting an investment portfolio and, you know, doing adulting. Yeah. So uh, I adulted for nine years, <laughs> and I started racing NASA again. I'm guilty of adulting for nine years. Yeah. Forgive me, please. <laughs> and, Sounds like a confession. Yeah. Austin, how many years have you been doing adulting? Uh, negative six. <laughs> negative six on adulting. No, Austin, check your levels again. Mikey Mike. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of okay. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's coming in. I wonder if your cable's going bad. I don't know. I'll crank her up a little bit. Yeah. The, there we uh, go. The the RV is a cramped place, so I'm looking at the screen. Now, I think we're good. What year did you start racing NASA? Um, let's see. Maybe around 2000. Okay. Okay. So right around right around the beginning, what huh? What was your first class in NASA that you were running with? Um, well, we had this. There's a class for like uh, Centra SERs. I remember that. Yeah, that, yeah that I ran. remember the article series too of yours versus the Jared budget Holt. build. Yeah, 
Yeah, and Gerald's piece of crap. I've never even ran one single lap <laughs> I rem- without blowing I distinctly blowing remember up. a picture of a ramp truck with a bunch of those on them. Yeah, that was our trailer. Yeah, a big ramp trailer, three car or three. How many? Trailer. How many cars were racing in that series back then? Shoot, I think we had like maybe. 12 at one time okay yeah because yeah, it's funny so like reading in the magazine from afar your brain builds it up you're like dude there's like 50 of those cars on yeah, track racing each other same, like in my head thoughts. that's what well, i pictured it, it was kind of like that though because we would run with uh honda challenge yeah. and stuff and yeah. uh 944 and um uh you know spec e30 so there was like a lot of cars running together yeah and it was a lot of fun but it's it's funny like you know from Adam and I reading Sport Compact Car, like from afar, like he was in Chicago, I was in Atlanta. Um, you kind of build things up in your head to a certain way, even before I even like moved out here. Yeah. I thought like the industry was like super, super gigantic and like nobody knew anybody, mm-hmm. but you come out here and it's like, no, everybody knows it's like everybody. 40, it's like, 40 yeah. guys. <laughs> it's actually really, really cool. Like I, I love yeah. that about it. Well, it was really big at one time, mm-hmm. yeah. like the industry, like back in, until the Fast and Furious yeah. ruined it all. Well, I, remember, I remember my first Sport Compact Car like issue was like over 300 pages mm-hmm. over 300 yeah. pages it was absolutely gigantic huge book yeah and, and they used to pay a lot of money for freelancing for them and, yeah uh, it was a big magazine big mag. it was a big magazine when it checked yeah out. where when did you get involved with sport compact car um it was weird i was at the battle of the imports like racing my twin turbo z and i pitted next to adam saratari yeah and he was really nice, and I couldn't hook up, and he lent me an extra pair of his slicks. And um, was he doing an NSX then, or what was he driving? Um, his his uh, FD. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I became friends with Adam, and then Adam introduced me to Larry Savedra, who is the editor. And then Larry goes, oh, "I heard you're an engineer," and I go, "Yeah." And and he said, "Well, I've been needing someone to make like our tech more solid at the magazine. Can you write for us?" Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, that <laughs> so was cool. just like real organic, yeah. And then you hired Dave Coleman about the same time. Yeah. And uh yeah, that that was like probably the best magazine ever, I that think. Was so good. I still have all of my sport compact car issues. My wife Jess is in the R V and she's probably shaking her head right now because she's she taking knows up like that half I... of Austin's house probably. <laughs> yeah. I've got the collection. Mm-hmm. It's a good one too. It's yeah. One. And that was really good. Like being in the magazine where everybody got it and yeah. you know, we'd make fun of the super street guys and uh, <laughs> the Was one... there beef between you guys? Not really. No. I mean like friendly beef. Yeah. But um you know, they were the risers to us and um they, the best, they, they probably thought we were the nerds that didn't get yeah. laid. And so it's funny, like when, right. when I was twelve, <laughs> when I was twelve, I loved reading Super Street, but because they had more scantily like clad women in it, I couldn't like take it home and like actively read it. <laughs> awesome. So that's why that's why I started reading Sport Compact Car, <laughs> like at eleven, twelve, yeah. Oh, seriously? So yeah, so that that was like the main reason. But what's really was your really, mom would yell at you for Super yeah. Street, and then and then I found Max Power, which I've talked about before. Yeah. Max Power, like the UK magazine. There's like topless women in it. Yeah. I was like 13, like at the bookstore at Barnes and Noble. I'm like, hey, mom, I want this. She's like, okay, cool car mag. Yeah, mom. little did she know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good time. Yeah, it, from the outside, kind of reading all those magazines, it made it made California and the scene back then seem like so inaccessible it, almost. Yeah, it's it seemed like this faraway, distant land, and you guys were all the coolest people we never met. I mean, they and, still are. Well, yeah, but well, now we've met. But, now, but nobody, nobody, nobody. Um, I guess we're the. What, what, what do I like to say? We're the. Um, 
not king of the nerds, but <laughs> Lord of the Flies. King should the turd mountain or something like that. <laughs> it uh, it was really cool uh, being I mean, we were we were on the, the VIP stage or something at Midwest Festival the other like last year, and uh, and I was like. Oh my gosh, that's Michael Jimmy. He's at <laughs> no way. Life. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's at a grill, a grill life event. I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's serious. And while I'm at grid life, going, damn, this is a cool event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we got a pretty good scene in the Midwest now, but yeah. uh, now it, it uh, and hopefully more out here. This was a really fun day. But uh, I, I hope it relights. It gives the senior breath of fresh air. We hope so too. We, and not that we think it needs it, but we just we like doing things. Uh, the vibe and the culture and the fun is really a big part of it because this is a fun hobby. Like none of us started this because it was boring and dumb. Um, so fun is kind of at, always at the center. So well, I don't know. I think maybe if it wasn't for cars, maybe I'd be a multimillionaire now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've invented something useful. No, Adam and, and I were talking about Time Attack on the way up here uh, from LAX. And a lot of the time attack cars start out as like younger, yeah. younger people's daily drivers. <laughs> like their college car. What and if, they what modify if we all started them. with good cars? If everyone started with like GT3s with PDKs, everyone yeah. would be so fast. It was so fast. Like, where do you go from there, though? Yeah. Like, after you sell your GT3 with PDK, get? like, what do you buy next? You, you like buy a formula a car? A yeah, you buy, yeah. a you buy yeah. like DPI and you put a thousand horsepower crane engine <laughs> in it. I was actually thinking about that. Because like, <laughs> I was actually seeing what a Daytona prototype roller would cost. They're really not that bad, actually. It's crazy how cheap tube frame cars are. <laughs> uh, actually, the Daytona prototype rollers aren't that cheap. No, for a newer like, one or for like, like an older one, like a used one, no, a well-used one? I, I wanted to get like one of the smaller greenhouse ones. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those are kind of expensive yeah, still. They, they, I saw one, like just a roller, and it was like 35000 which is but, a lot. But that was one of those older big greenhouse yes. ones yeah. that, that looked like more ass. And... But yeah, more, 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 yeah, higher up and not, not the beautiful like 90s, 2000s ones. But the, uh, that would be, that would make a really good base for a super unlimited car. Yeah. But, you know, at one time awesome. I could have bought like, uh, one of the old Nissan GTP cars. Like Nissan wanted to get rid of it. The two frame ones? Uh, no, the, the, monocoque ones you know oh, the actual yeah. really? pti gtp yeah. cars i could have bought one of those for i think it was 50 or something oh man I, car um, it's a lot of car probably 50. would have been a good investment too um I, and i just couldn't justify that yeah. money it's and, a big amount of money well it's like me I've, probably a good I've thing i did infinite amount of money into an evo 10 and i i take a step back and i think about man what did i do this i could have bought a radical and it yeah. would have been way better i could have bought like a really really nice a lot of things well, well radicals break kind of easy too but, yeah they are a little bit fragile but. evo 10s at 550 horsepower also break pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean my current thing is i'm trying to build a e46 m3 okay. track car yeah and then I decided to be dumb and put an S65 engine. <laughs> and then um, I realized they don't really have a good manual transmission. So I go, oh, I think I'll just put a Quaife sequential. There you go. And then um, and then I realized cool. they don't make a bell housing. Can I make that? And then some, you know, now I'm in the middle of figuring out the bell housing. And what? then The S65, is that the V10? Uh, V8. Oh, the V8. That's the, uh, yeah. What's cool is it's like the S65 is like, Maybe about fifty pounds lighter than the S fifty four. S fifty four is a big iron block. Yeah, yeah and it makes a hundred more horsepower yeah. and um, sounds really it revs good. high too. Yeah, and then I'm going. Well, they have bearing problems. I think I need to dry some. Yeah. <laughs> What's what would be the goal with that car? I don't know. Just just a rad car. <laughs> just 
you know like how Vin has his E46, so mm-hmm. I would have mine that, um, you know, is a wide body and yeah. You, you know the um, the uh, the type the Type R um, E46 that they're racing that was the V8 one yep. in, in DTM and yes, stuff. Yes. So I I wanted to build a. I used to love that car. Yes, yeah. So I wanted to build a car that looked like that and was kind of like that. Yeah. And now I'm going broke. And Such then, a cool body style, too. Yeah. I, I got the same arrow kit. Yeah. And, yeah, now I realize it was a big mistake, and I should have just bought a 997 Cup car. And <laughs> yeah. then, I'd, then I'd be out here with you guys yeah. having fun having instead of having a bunch of parts in yeah. the shop. What, uh, uh, you have all the parts? This is, like, really, really happy. Except for the right? bell housing. Oh, jeez. That's uh yeah, yeah just a, just a weekend of work right not a big deal. It's probably years. It's gonna make it out of like out of titanium yeah. or something, some unobtainium metal. We've seen your articles on your website uh, that you you and your friends write, and it seems like you have the ability to make these things. But yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes your job, like working on the Japanese guy, in this drift car, and yeah, that takes up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so what is your main job right now? What do you do main like uh Moto IQ is my main thing. I know thing. you do a lot of things though. But then I'm Daiyoshihara's engineer. Yes, that's one thing. And I do engineering consulting for um you know the performance aftermarket and, and some OEMs sometimes. Yep. Um so vehicle dynamics is most of my OEM work okay. or, or all of it. Yeah, it seems like you have so many things you do. And uh what else do I do? <laughs> what else do I do? <laughs> oh, Trig IQ. Uh yeah, Trigger IQ. Yep. Uh, we do that. It's the online gun magazine. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I guess I'm came out with my own car detail. care yep. detail spray yep. and uh, gun lube company. <laughs> <laughs> detail spray and gun lube company. That's awesome. <laughs> Which we well, they're all like accidental discoveries. Yeah, because yeah. there were chemicals developed for something else, and then okay. found out it was pretty good for that, and then just refined it and becomes awesome stuff. Yeah, that's right. What uh, what got you into online magazines? Like, how did that transition happen? So, you know, like, um, it was weird that Sport Compact Car uh, was probably their um, McMullen Argus's or, uh, God, what did it turn into? I don't even remember. Oh, Peter- uh, Pre-Media, uh, yeah. Source yeah, Interlink. Yeah, Media. Yeah, yeah, Source Interlink. Yeah. Was that was their- what it was at the end, right? Okay, I think. I think so. It was their, you know, like, most money-making, most popular, biggest circulation magazine. Really? But then Howard Lim, who's a Super Street boy, became VP of that whole division. Okay. And, uh, I, I mean, this is sort of like just my conjecture, but he wanted to take care of his homies at Super Street. So their production budget went up, 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 and Sport mm. Compact Cars got cut, cut, cut. Yeah. And Turbo Magazine got cut, cut, and all the money was going into Super Street. So... Uh, Sport Compact and and Turbo got thin. Super Street got fat. Yeah, I remember and, that. And it was like we we're being set up to to fail. Yeah. And then our production budget was cut to. I mean, at one point it was only like three thousand a month. Really? Yeah. For the whole magazine? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, you you know, and it, it was really disheartening, and um. So, you know, the the resources got all taken away, and then um, the company started to not do good. So Overall, they, as a big magazine company. Right, and yeah. they cut everything, just kept Super Street. Well, and uh, it was, that was like in the rise of online stuff. Yeah. Like it, uh, it... And, and what had happened is, um, you know, they really pissed me off. They owed me like 20 grand. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, like they, they quit paying my 
freelance things where the checks took longer and longer to come. And then they're going, write more, write more. And they're having me write for Honda Tuning and yeah. um yeah. And and the their other magazines, but they weren't paying. They're going, yeah, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And then it ended up being twenty bucks. And then they declare bankruptcy. And then I oh, go, geez. hey, am I going to get paid? And they go, well, sue us then. Yeah, man, and that really pissed me yeah. off. Yeah, big so business, man, big I, business. About that time, my buddy Jeff Nairt, um, mm-hmm. he was really successful uh, in the corporate world. But then he was getting burnt out about corporate stuff. And he told me, hey, we should get together and, and start a business. And about that time, Nissan was moving to Tennessee, Okay. and I didn't want to go to Tennessee, so I quit Nissan. Jeff quit his corporate job, and uh, we were thinking, well, we could start an online magazine with very little overhead, and, uh, uh, you know, we know all the people, and um, most of the websites and web magazines at the time, nobody was technical. It was all lifestyle and bikini girls, and... uh, There's a place for that, too, but... Sport Campa car, but they have uh, online porn, and that's yes. even better. So, <laughs> Bikini Girl. Sport Campa car like existed in three hundred page art uh, issues for a reason because there's demand for that. Yeah, yeah. And and so there was no technical web magazines. Yeah. There was also no more technical magazines. Mm-hmm. So we started uh, Moto IQ with like a lot of, you know, us disgruntled people from the magazine world, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, that's how it all so got started. Where, where'd the name Moto IQ come from? Um, we're, we're brainstorming and the Latin, Latin for motion or something is moto. Hmm. And then we go, Hey, we're all pretty smart dudes. IQ. <laughs> and it was like me, Coleman, really Jeff. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good name. Yeah. We're just sitting around talking and that's how that came yeah. out. The, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome, it's an awesome online magazine. I've been reading it probably since it started. I don't remember when the first time I saw it was, but it was. I know I saw it for like in, at least in 2011. It, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, this July will be 10 years. You throw a big bash? You should. Um, maybe. You should. It'd be fun. Over in the old dairy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Free milk for everybody. Free milk and ice cream. That means we'd have to thing. clean up. Yeah. yeah. Throwing parties is hard. We do some of those. It's but you know, like, my, my, my biggest problem now, though, is um, finding riders. Because, you know, like, guys like Coleman, and you know, they make a lot of money doing what they do. And, yeah, day jobs. And they're treating cars as more of their hobby. And all, all Coleman cares about is that stupid limit. You don't shit. owe any of them like twenty grand, do you? Yeah. Oh no! But, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like guys like Eric Sue and Coleman and like all our star riders, um, their professional lives have gotten to a point where they don't have any spare time. Yeah, and I'm trying to get like um, like a new breed of younger riders, but I'm having a really well, hard time. You might be time. talking to some of them. Uh, yeah, not, I mean not, that's not you, us, but like maybe us, but like a lot of. Well, you guys are my things. hope, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll work out. It, it's like. <laughs> Help me, Grid Life staff. You're my only yeah. hope. <laughs> oh, well, and, and we've been, um, I've been trying to recruit really actively. And, like, I had the big recruiting drive a year ago, and okay. I had, like, 200 people apply. And it ended up that really none of them could Didn't produce. Yeah. So we, we started a little, when we started the podcast shortly after, we started kind of a, a just a small little blog yeah. website, tracktune.com. And Austin and I, and, and a few and a few buddies, we were cranking out articles like four or five times a week. Yeah. And it, it got was to tough. be utterly exhausting. It was tough. We did like a hundred a piece or something. Yeah. Um, but on a slower scale, it might be a lot of fun. So yeah. Maybe I want to write for well, more IQ. Adam, no, we, Adam we, knows we, this too. We'd be glad for you guys to yeah, do it. Adam knows this too. So 
track tune actually started because I took a big trip out here and I sent you a Facebook message. Now, oh yeah, that's right. now I now I know you don't really prefer Facebook Messenger, yeah. but I sent you a Facebook message I, like saying, recently, "Hey, I didn't even look at that." Yeah, like <laughs> if you go back and look, there's a message from me saying, "Hey, Mike, uh, you know, I left my corporate job recently. I'm driving to California. I'm gonna create a lot of content while I'm along the way. Uh, would you be interested in any of it from Moto IQ?" Nothing didn't, back. Didn't hear anything I, back. I, I didn't even look at that totally. stuff. Yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, I guess we'll just start our own yeah, thing. We'll start our own little thing for the podcast. <laughs> Wasn't be like I was being a dick. No, I, it's no, like, like I didn't even. I knew you were like a busy guy. You didn't even like know who story, I was. Mike. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. I'm old and, and like the social way to backpedal media thing. No, it, it uh, now now with uh, with with all the events and, and the podcast and stuff, we miss. I mean, I miss. I try not to miss any messages, but once in a while, I was like, "Oh, it's inbox is blown up." Just an entire day of my life, and there's like 40 messages that yeah. I missed. I can't yeah. imagine a guy that didn't use Facebook Messenger yeah. finding us four years ago. Well, now, like, I found that Facebook Messenger is even more robust than uh, texting yeah. on oh, your yeah. phone and yeah. more reliable. It's so scrollable too. You just figure it out. Who you who'd you miss? Uh, you know, it's it's a pretty cool app. And you can send video and yeah. and uh, big photos, and it doesn't choke. Yeah, yeah, and. But so now we, maybe we can write from Moto IQ. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> All of us have spent a little time writing some stuff. Yes. Yeah, quite a bit. I think we have, uh, we have we all have enough projects too. Austin just shredded his motorcycle. Yeah, I blew my supermoto up last yeah, week or this a, past he's week. The it's a husky. No, it's a Yamaha actually. Surprisingly, and it broke. Yeah. Well, it spends its whole life at essentially at redline. Like I'm on the freeway, like the thing's pegged, There's doing like 85 miles an hour. Yeah. There's always a project. Always a project. With our RVs, with uh, with with with. Uh, we're just yeah, we, talking about the RVs. Yeah. Actually, Adam and I were thinking about for a while starting just an RV podcast because we're completely enamored with <laughs> I RVs. Like, I like the I, RV more than I like. I wanted to call it I wanted to call it C-class citizens. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> only RV people would get it though. Yeah, pretty much. But that's <laughs> but the only people that need to listen to it. But yeah, I have remodeled uh, an old 1992 RV, old diesel pusher that I bought that was like rotting in a, in a junkyard. Uh, and uh, that it, it was a really fun project. I, it's basically my toe pig for every good life event, but um, I love projects. I'm building a race car now. I just sold another one, and there's always things to write about, so maybe we'll do more of that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like, um, we have, like, truck articles, but a lot of it revolves around towing, and then yeah. I'm sure we could do our – we had a couple of RV articles, really? actually. Yeah. Well, there was the box article. truck one that – who was it that it turned that into into a tow vehicle. rig? Support yeah. vehicle, yeah. Um, I think that was Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Like, it was an old Snap-on truck, and, 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 he, and that was the one they drove the car into it. Right? Yeah, they had long, super long ramps. Looked kind of sketchy. It ended up get. It ended up being a big shit pile. Oh and, really? And then nobody wanted to deal with it, so we <laughs> sold it to some guy that flew from Canada. Really? To to drive it back to Canada, we're going, dude. Uh, this thing it's probably won't it, make it, and it's like stuck somewhere in the middle of Wyoming right now. No, you made it to like Fresno or something. <laughs> it and, didn't even make it that far. And it blew up, and then, but he. <laughs> He was all cool about it. He goes, oh, yeah, it blew up, but uh, that's okay. I'm having it rebuilt here, and okay. <laughs> Canadians are so nice. We they're never the, heard from him again. They're the nicest people, man. <laughs> it's the but, best he, he liked so Fresno good. so much. The weather was so yeah. nice that he just decided he's to say he's living on a thing. Guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, landing that's why we need the, the wall. <laughs> the northern wall. <laughs> the, the wall of ice. Yeah, landing landing in LA the other day, it was negative twenty in Chicago, and we landed here. It was like fifty five and raining. And Abe and I are like, it's so freaking nice here, man. 
And like we're all we're all like, oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah, we're like people are wearing UGGs around and like full on winter coats. But I I I might have to go to Chicago this week for the Chicago Auto Show. Oh yeah, good place, man. It's gonna be warmer this week though. We know the Kias we built for SEMA. Oh yeah, the Tellurides, right? Gotta go work on those things. Oh, oh, are you guys doing something for like a ride ride along there? Yeah, we we did Detroit last week, and now we're doing. Detroit beat them up really bad, so we're gonna have a whole crew of guys, like um, you know, like the race team going out there to fix all of them. Yeah. If you ever need help, is it like with an event producer during the week? I'll go. I got to be back here for the weekend. This is pretty but good during the week. During the week, well, got lots of availability. I think we gotta like. Well, what we want to do is, you know, who makes money is like Kia will will contract some lame company to like orchestrate all this. You want to be that lame company? Yeah, and they subcontract. <laughs> they subcontract groups like us to okay. to build the vehicles. Yeah, but they spend lavish amounts of money on the venues, making like a like this test track and an arena yep. that looks like going through the mounds with like trees and waterfalls and shit. Crazy dollars. Bro. <laughs> and, and they don't want to spend any money on the vehicle, which yeah. if it breaks, there goes their plants. show. They buy the fake rocks. Well, you're <laughs> dealing with people that don't understand anything about cars. and uh, But it would be a lot better to have a company that does things like that. It's like all inclusive. But they get it. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, like if the stars of the show break, you don't have a show. Yeah, and potted I, plants don't mean much if the car blows up. And I, we were, we were always struggling, and like we, we tell them, hey, you know, after an event, the cars should really come back to our shop, and we need to go over yeah. them. But instead, everything's at the last minute, and we end up flying crews with tools and parts, and that sounds terrible across the country with per- tickets purchased the day before. Sounds like you just need a toter home. So you can yeah. just have everything and transport everyone. <laughs> well, well, they spend all this extra money because you know they're really good at making their fake mountains. Yeah, and and uh, making an outdoor cafe looking thing for VIPs to eat. But yeah. then they don't understand what it takes for the cars, and they waste thousands and thousands yeah. with bad planning. And no matter what we tell them, the auto shows look like it's just a money pit for the manufacturers. Like cars would probably be eighteen dollars a piece if there was no. Auto show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're the most expensive looking productions. Well, the Tellurides, it's like, well, you guys have three days to build them. Isn't that enough? Yeah, no, we do. Just build that, build that basically a race car that has to They're built in four hours at the factory. Can't you guys do yeah, something in three deal, days? Right? You got this. Uh, and they're serious. Then... Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. But you're racers, so you probably figure it out. So we all need to get together and we need to come up with a company that does a turnkey package that works smoothly, that um, is with. We could probably do with great budgets and yeah. um, probably more profitable than grid life. We could all live in RVs and drive around the country. Yeah, I'm kind of down with that right now. Sick of being sick of my day job. But that's a something for a whole other subject. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think we did most of a show. Yeah, uh, I think we're we're gonna have easy. Mike on uh, probably a lot more frequently. Yeah, I would like to. Well, um, we're going to be working with you guys yeah. and and hosting the podcast and everything. Yeah, I so. think uh, soon you'll see um, that Slip Angle will be powered by Moto IQ. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we we really look forward to having you guys. Um, like we we've had podcasts, but never with people with uh, you know like the heart of our readership. Yeah. yeah. What's funny, one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to was Will's CarCast, and then it became Moto IQ Radio. So it's kind of, it's like a weird, weird feeling once again to yeah. kind of like be any, filling that any in. Of this <laughs> Every time we're driving to the track or whatever, and we like, the 
there's like a line and there's people and they all came. It's just all like, dude, it's well, so weird. Of this it's so weird. And now Michael Jameson, you're our. <laughs> I know. And now you guys happens. are are more famous than me. I don't know about that. At like, least may, maybe in the paddock we might be. Yeah. When I throw an event, 18 people come. And when you guys throw an event, like thousands and thousands come. So it, it, uh, it's been a weird couple of years. Yeah. But I'm uh, I'm I'm stoked to maybe do uh, some writer, some articles too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I need help. Yeah. Well, we got I got projects yep. and a camera. Well, Mike, where where can people find out more about Moto IQ? Go to www.motoiq.com. <laughs> what uh, What are your other uh, your other sites and, uh, and companies and stuff? Uh, well, the other one is uh, zkperformance.com, and you can buy the most bitchin' detail spray in the world and the most bitchin' Bitch. gun lube in the world. And bitchin' is the best word. That I need both of those things. Use. It's yeah, a you... great opportunity <laughs> to buy them together. I actually do too. I have a I have guns that I haven't lubed in a while because I ran out. And my car is so dirty. <laughs> well, you know, like our gun lube is also the super awesome shop lube. Okay. It's like WD-40 on super, super steroids. Yeah, cool. So, like, um, it's a good tap tapping lube, good okay. drilling lube, well, good cutting. Well, me from money again, just like he has for 22 years. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. Yeah, great oh, job. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but you can also use it around the house. So yeah, it's awesome. like... Um, can I clean as... my dishes with it? Um, it's going to taste weird. The detail spray is actually a really good household cleaner, oh, really? believe it or not. We start so, using that in the RV when yeah. I'm when I need to Jess do dishes. Just wants you to clean that vent really bad. <laughs> so yeah. counters, stovetops, um, refrigerators, it, it's super awesome. What's, nice. a, what's the website for that again? Uh, www.zkperformance.com. <laughs> when he's plugging, he remembers to put the mic closer. Yep. <laughs> He forgets the dot though. www.zkperformance.com. Yeah, oh, I forgot. Everybody's been typing that stuff forever. Um, well, yeah, thanks for driving out, man. I, yeah. I, I, I love that you made the trip and then we got to hang out a little bit. So. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun with the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you'll, uh, you'll be able to find us there and obviously find us in the podcast uh, apps that you use. But uh, yeah, we'll love to direct more people over to Moto IQ. And if you guys, if people want to write potentially for Moto IQ, how does that happen? Um, I guess Just Facebook messaging and you talked to him four years later. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm going to more... get 8,000 emails no, from our don't listeners. Don't I guess you could Facebook messenger me and, um... and he might reply this time. <laughs> oh, unless I'm traveling or something or doing yeah. race support, I usually respond pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Don't go start your own website. Um, yeah. And as long if you have like sort of grammar, like my grammar and spelling suck, but I write and yeah. Uh, as long as you're sort of literate and you're not stupid. And you're and, a proofreader. Yeah. Then you might be able to write for us. We have, a, we have an Abe. He's a good proofreader. I mean, one of the things is um, everybody wants to be the next Larry Chen with photography, but almost nobody can write anymore. You should start, you should start like right com, where it's just image galleries. Just well, upload well, your photos. Just no, no like written articles at all. Just all the, photos. the idea, man. The idea, man. You think yeah. that would work? Probably. People love taking pictures and putting them places. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. It might. Yeah. yeah you might want to. You might want to think about that one. Before somebody else steals it, we might have to delay this podcast a week or two for you yeah. to settle on it. Well, no, I mean, the big thing now is like video, but video is a bitch, man. It's so oh, hard it takes to do so much that. time. We tried to do a little bit of it. Oh, which by the way, uh, real quick, uh, JC Manet had two transponders on the car today. Yeah, um, for yeah, two I sessions, I would this. like to point out that the lap times were nowhere near identical. I don't so, what 
So, yeah, but that's that's a story for another time. Mike's looking at us like super confused. Like, what are you so talking great. about? One end of his car is faster than the other, yeah, maybe, because right. he's like spinning around. Right or if you, oh, dude, if you go across sideways, My it's going to shorten up the wheelbase a so little bit. We had an article, or not an argument, an argument years ago. It's, it's still ongoing. Uh, it's not been settled. Transponder placement and accuracy of transponders. And AMB claims that they're, what, two tenths of a second? No, 0.02. 0.02, 0.02 yeah. 0.02. Yeah. 0.02 is Discrepancy. The, is, yeah. Like, if you run two transponders side by side, they could be up to 0.02. And so we made, a, we made a video on, on our YouTube page of testing it on my race car. One front, one in the back. And it was 0.02. It was yeah. dead on. Yeah. At zero, zero, 0.02, zero, like they're even. Um, and today Austin found... An anomaly, and now he's now he's the king of the I'm world. I'm back on it now. I'm back on it. <laughs> what what was the discrepancy? Uh, it was in some places. It was like a tenth of a second. It was weird, That's and weird. I think it might have been when he was catching traffic because JC's car is really fast. Yeah. So if he caught traffic. He's crossing start finish at 60 miles an hour yeah. versus crossing at 120. Or I think maybe, it showed the difference. Maybe this place just needs new transponder loop. Yeah, could be. I don't know. You know like those Winchester house deals. Maybe that's there's a meteorite under the ground. Yeah, that, then that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird place up here in the mountains in California. Yeah. But. So. All right. Well, we got to drive back to L.A. and so does Mike. Yep. And so do you. Yep. So I could stay right here if I wanted yeah, you to. You have but, your house. With yeah. You, but. So. <laughs> uh, clean Je- I think Jess wants to go. Jess is Jess is hungry. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to shut this thing down and check out MotoIQ.com and uh, the... Uh, ZKPerformance.com. There you go. Cool. With your credit card. We take PayPal also. <laughs> we also take Google Pay and um, cash. Notice that he gets the mic like, nice and close and he remembers. <laughs> I'm going to put... I'm going to like find the OxyClean guy and yeah. like Photoshop Mike's face That's on it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Billy Mays. Billy yeah. Mays, the greatest yeah. salesman of all time. There you go. And he's dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, Mike's not. Let's sell some. Not yet. Cool. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Mike. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a gridlight to say hello. Hello.